Welcome to the Round Pegs Square Holes podcast, hosted by myself, Sebastian Bates, and Timothy Fair-Matthews. A podcast made by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. We're launching our podcast with a series of raw but real interviews with some of the world's leading business mentors, industry experts, and entrepreneurs with incredible stories. Our goal is to inspire, educate, and entertain. So if it's your first time joining us, make sure you go back to episode one and don't miss a thing as you listen to incredible insights from our speakers. This is the Round Pegs Square Holes podcast. Welcome back, guys, to the next live interview um, on F10X Academy. I hope you guys are having an amazing week. Um, we had an amazing interview yesterday, um, and today it's all about inspiring you guys. Uh, so I think you're going to really, really enjoy this one. Um, I'm here today with Liana Spencer. Liana is the founder of Body Shop Performance. Um, she's an expert in corporate well-being, an author, and podcaster. So we are starting uh, the Inspiring Pivot series off, and it's all about hearing incredible stories from small businesses that have managed to pivot online rapidly right in the middle of the global pandemic. Uh, so Liana, um, your team works with big businesses to enhance employee well-being in the office, and um, I believe your projects were previously delivered on site, sort of face-to-face, um, and under a month, the business has launched a well-being portal. Is that correct? Yeah. That, that, that is correct. I mean, there's a bit more, um, we can flesh that out, but yeah, in essence, that is it. Yeah. So we've got um, to be pretty quick as have many businesses. So you've, um, you've just been recently, um, um, featured on entrepreneur.com. Hmm. Um, so we've actually, there's an amazing, um, article entrepreneur.com with, um, with nine um, businesses that have been featured. Um, I was privileged to be part of that as well. And, um, and what we've managed to do is, is to speak to every single business that's been featured on entrepreneur.com for pivoting rapidly. And obviously yours was one of them. So I really appreciate you uh, coming on and, um, and helping our community with inspiring them to pivot online. Mm. Oh, it's a pleasure. Yep. Thanks so, for having um, me on. Yeah, no problem at all. So, um, so first of all, um, just tell us a little bit about your business. You know, what is, what is it you're doing? What is it what you were doing before uh, the pandemic hit, before the lockdown occurred? And what kind of led you to that? Yeah. So, I mean, Body Shots had interesting evolution. I won't go back and do it blow by blow, but we started out eight years ago as a personal training company. Um, And then we got busy doing that because we were very good at it, but we realized two things. One, fitness is just one component of health. Um, You know, it's broader than that. It's far broader than that. So we created a methodology called the Six Signals where we look at sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestive health, and fitness. Um, so that was one aspect. We thought personal training is just a small component in what we're trying to achieve. We need to be broader. We need to, we need to be bigger. And the other is that that people were arriving with us uh, to us for a session in the park. What they really need to do is take their uh, rucksack off their back, both ment- uh, metaphorically and literally, and put it down and go for a walk and have a chat. So we didn't think we were serving people particularly well doing that face-to-face personal training time for money model. Um, we then thought, well, aside from the Six Signals methodology and going much broader in our definition of health, how about we go into businesses and try and change the health of an organization? Instead of doing it person by person, we go in and we try and, and do it in, in, on a large scale. And that was our first major pivot. Um, and so we would, at that point, we were offering workshops, face-to-face workshops, delivered pr- primarily by me, but a couple of members of my team as well. Um, we had a portal 
a wellbeing portal, but we, we weren't really leveraging it. We'd had it in with one or two clients, um, but we weren't really leveraging it. And very recently I'd created a guide for a management consultancy firm, uh, which is a 61 page document with everything you need to, to understand about well-being in a corporate environment. So sleep, mental health, energy, connection, resilience, um, self-care, this kind of stuff. Um, and we, we, uh, and that's, that was pr uh, predominantly what we were doing. We had an audit service, but we haven't really done very much of that. And then we have a, a health MOT, which is working with the leaders of businesses, but that isn't something we particularly leverage. We were doing pretty well with, uh, with our workshop side of the business. The pandemic hits and, um, and all of a sudden we realized that we're actually sat on these assets, but we're not, we're not using them to our advantage. So we were privileged in the sense that we had them, but we needed to build on them and we needed to make sure we got out to market instead of talking about face-to-face -face workshops or talking about health MOTs for leaders. Suddenly we've got to talk about how to improve the health of every single person in, in the, in the organization, but they're no longer in one place. Um, so, so that's kind of, you know, what we were doing and what we're doing now. And, and essentially the purpose of the business is very simple. It's to create happy, healthy, and resilient teams. That's happy, it. healthy, and resilient teams. I love that. Yeah, that's it's, the purpose. What, what, what I find quite interesting, um, I mean, a, a lot, a lot of, a lot of my work in Dubai right now is, is, is mentoring small business to help them pivot online. And in times of crisis, it, it sounds like this is exactly what you did. In times of crisis, you almost always go back to your values and your purpose. Yeah. If, you, if everything's been taken from you, you almost have a chance to pause, reflect and reset and think, yeah. why am I doing this in the first place? Um, what is it I'm, I'm doing? What do I want to achieve with it? Um, and it's almost as if, you know, th those values are a bit of a compass for you. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I mean, we've got um, five values. The first one is to help first, and we do a lot with regards to that value. Yeah, they are a compass. They are guiding. Um, very recently, about a year ago, I got two tattoos. Um, I, I won't. It's not that I can't show you them, but they're on my arm, and I won't. I won't go to the lengths of taking t-shirt off. And one of them is "To thine own self be true," but it's written in a code, so it just looks like a jumble of alphanumerics. Um, but it's "To thine own self be true," and that's de designed to be a bit of a guide. If ever I've got a tough decision to make, look to the left arm. That will be the guiding principle. And values are the same. I'm not suggesting people get their values tattooed to their body, although they could. Um, but that would be perhaps a bridge too far. So values definitely guide you. They should guide every decision that you make in your personal life and your professional life as well. The simple question is when faced with a decision, how does it play out against our values? And you'll pretty soon know, well, you know, our values are to help first. Are we helping? A value is to be humbly confident. Are we behaving in a humbly confident manner? Um, another value is to have creativity and, and, and dreams and everything be about that. You know, is that the case? So they, they definitely guide your decision-making for sure. Um, mm. and I have to tip my hat to Daniel Priestley. I know we were talking about him off air, who's the, the, the founder, one of the co-founders of Dent, who's Accelerator we've both been through. Because very recently he recorded a video showing what he'd done as what he calls Dent 2.0, you know, how his business has pivoted to reflect today's times. Um, and he'd gone back through mission, uh, values and purpose. So I thought, lying in the bath, which is what I was doing. I thought, yeah, we need to rethink ours. Values haven't changed, but our mission has, and our purpose has changed. Right. So same, so same values, same values. Yeah. And in terms of outcome, the outcome you want to achieve with your clients has stayed the same. 
And it's just the deliv delivery which has changed. Is that correct? It's changed slightly in that our focus now is entirely on businesses. And that's another relatively new thing. Before we had a split business, we'd work with you on an individual basis. So a busy professional wanting to work with us for three, six or 12 months. And we'd integrate science and technology to come up with a really personalized plan for them. And then the other half of the business was working with corporates to create a culture of energy, vitality and performance and really underpin well-being as a competitive advantage. In recent times, i.e. last six months, even 12 months, the the, the working with individuals, what we call the B for you side of the business had been more difficult. Um, and then the pandemic struck and we thought, well, there's no way anyone's going to be spending money on six or 12 month health programs at the moment. So we've, we've as good as canned it and put all our efforts into B for B body shop for business. Um, and in that sense, our purpose has changed because previously right. it was, uh, to inspire you. It's, it's wordy to inspire you to prolong your health span through the use of personalized health, fitness, and well-being, You wouldn't get that tattooed unless it was all the way down a whole leg. <laughs> uh, now it's to create happy, healthy, and resilient teams. I, I quite like the way your business has evolved. Yeah. It's got you know? pithier. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I like it. It's, um, you know, it's, it sounds better. It sounds, it, it sounds like it sounds simpler. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It is. It is simpler. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Really interesting. Um, okay, so so you're now in this position where you you've managed to pivot your business online. Um, talk me through the the kind of process of that because obviously you know your clients were used to face to face. I'm I'm guessing you you maintained um, the, the relationship with your current clients and continued that, but yeah. you, you the delivery was then online. How did you approach yeah. that with them, and how do they find that? Um, the majority of our existing clients were quite happy to move virtually because the rapport had been established. What's interesting is there isn't this trepidation about virtual. It's not seen as a, I can't be bothered to come to you. Um, we've just got used to literally, we know baptism of fire, got used to building rapport virtually. Um, and I think the majority of organizations that I've been speaking to, what's interesting as well is that the leads have been coming into the business. I haven't had to go out, um, I mean, we are doing things like rubbing, running um, virtual workshops, webinars to, to get leads. But the three prospects that I've got on the go at the moment came to us. And what we saw is an accumulation of months of content um, that we, we weren't really sure how much impact it was actually having a lot of the time. Um, that people had been silently watching that, but they, it took a pandemic for them to actually move on this. Um, and then they weren't, they weren't, concerned that it was virtual because all their people are in disparate locations. So what we've done, I think one of the po positives to come out of this, is that they will be very relaxed about doing virtual stuff. There'll be no more speculative coffees unless you're already in town. You know, people will be quite comfortable going on an online here. I've got a mug, you get a mug and we'll do it this way. Um, so people to answer your question, I think existing clients are, and the new clients that we've taken on are, and prospects are pretty comfortable about doing things virtually because that's the world we're in. And it's not going to change in the next few weeks, I don't think. Do you think, um, you know, when we pivoted online, a lot of a lot of what we came to realize was actually, um, the, you know, what we're actually giving our clients is more than we were before. They're actually getting they're actually yeah. getting more now than they were. Um, the delivery's changed, obviously, but um, you know that the 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 amount that goes into it, the amount of benefit they actually get from this new type of delivery means that they're in a, in a better position in the outcome stage. Um, would you yeah. see that's the same for your clients? 
Yeah, um, I think we are giving a bit more. I mean, we the, so the, the wellbeing portal, which we hadn't done a great deal with before, suddenly realised we were sat on a golden egg. Um, and and right, let's do something with this. So the first thing we did is added in some new content for the people who already had it. Two obvious bits of content were how to build and maintain a healthy immune system. And um, the second one was around remote working. We, we recorded four videos of no more than five minutes of, for each of those categories. So we uploaded eight new videos to the portal. Um, we then created a uh, demo version of the portal with an intro video from me. We've exposed all the content in its structural form. So all the headings are there for each video, but only one of them can be clicked on. So it's an actual video. So we're not giving away our IP. Yeah, uh, And that video is the first 20 seconds of a three to five minute video. So it gives people a flavor. They can see the categories of content. They can click on one just to see me in motion going through it. Um, so it's a, it's a, a bit of, it's not a shell, but it's a very slimmed down version of the wellbeing portal. So we quickly put that together. Um, in that we've also got, um, we also have a wellbeing guide, which is something we just quite recently created. A management consultancy firm came to us and said, look, we've got people in Airbnbs and hotel rooms three or four nights a week. They're disconnected from the culture. They're disconnected from home life. Uh, they are they're unable to get into any routine with their fitness because they're, they're in a hotel room or they're on a client site and the client's values and culture may not be anything like their organizations, their employers. So we, we wrote this bespoke guide, this 61-page guide, and we rolled that out probably three months ago. So that's another nest egg we've been sat on that we were able to say, right, you know, th let's get this out to as many people as possible. So we created a, another intro video on the portal to say, as well as the portal, we have a guide. Uh, and we've just snapshotted some of the pages on a screen show. So I'm, you know, overlaying me talking about what it is and the problems it solves. You get to see some of the images come across the screen. So it's like a demo site that I can give someone access to, to show, you know, to sell up the chain. But mm. also instead of showing a live portal that belongs to someone else, we've got this demo portal. Amazing. It, it, it strikes me that you're almost, you know, you could probably say that a lot of people out there are, are kind of sitting on on these uh, on these amazing this amazing IP or amazing assets which they just haven't digitized yet or they haven't yeah. they they're almost there but they just need a little bit of extra work you know ninety nine percent of a of a of an online asset isn't quite an asset so it's just putting in that little bit of extra work until it's complete right yeah so so I'm, yeah. I mean maybe some good advice if you're if you're at home watching this and you're a business owner and you're not quite sure how you can pivot online. Um, something, an amazing insight from, from what Leanna's just said is perhaps that look at the assets you've already got, look at the, the physical IP you've got, the blogs you've written, the, the courses you've, you've created on, you know, offline, look at, look at, you know, digitizing them, putting them in an online format. Cause I think as a, like you said, you could be sitting on a golden egg with that. Yeah. For, yeah, for sure. And it's worth really thinking about all the assets. Just, just do a mind map of all the mind map, just a list of all the assets you have in the business. Every recorded conversation you've ever had might even be something you've recorded into a voice recorder on your phone, just some thoughts that, that could be transcribed. Mm. So technology we've used is rev.com. Um, so I'll, I'll talk into the voice recorder on rev.com. It'll transcribe it into a um, obviously you've got the, the audio copy and then you've got the written copy when it gets transcribed and someone can just tidy that up. So take out filler words like, like, and kinder and all that stuff. And then that's a blog, um, that can then be repurposed. You can use the video. If you shot a video, uh, which we do quite often actually shoot a video, then you've got the video, the audio, and the audio can be transcribed. 
Um, so it's worth thinking about every bit of content that's ever been recorded. And I think people will forgive it being a bit rough and ready at the outset mm. um, because everyone knows that somebody, you know, we're scrambling to get this content out in different ways. Yeah. Um, and as a side issue, um, one of the, the great things about one of the big plus sides about the situation we've been in is a lot of the providers, exercise providers that we used to go to, like our animal flow instructor, they've gone online. And it's amazing that you can walk to the bottom of the garden, do a one hour animal flow class and be back in the house. So round trip hour and five minutes instead of three hours. And they're going to carry on doing it. I will carry on doing our online class. It's not quite the yeah. same. It can't come around and adjust you physically. Mm. But it's good enough, and the time saving's been incredible. So I think pivoting yeah. to online won't be a temporary thing either. I spoke no. to a couple of entrepreneurs in the KPI group, and they said um, they may go, they may stay virtual. Mm. So they may not do. If you want face to face, it's a premium, but they'll stay virtual. So I don't think this is a flash in a pan. It's worth people investing their time, their technology, their thought, their blood, sweat, and tears into Completely. yeah into pivoting online. I think a lot of things will stay this way. I think I think there's an element of we don't know how long this is going to continue for, and no. I think I think you know you, you've got to be bold, you've got to be courageous. Um, those those companies, those businesses that are led by you know courageous people who are who embrace the change um, and adapt quickly, um, they manage to simplify their surroundings and execute. I think those are the people who who will thrive in this, and I think what 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 we're probably going to be left with if this if this continues for more than a year is like you said, people are either dropping physical or some sort of hybrid of their business emerging where they're, where they're part mm. physical, part online. But I, th I think businesses are starting to realize they can do things cheaper, faster, in a more efficient way or deliver with more power using these online tools, right? It's just accelerating yeah. what was going to happen over the next five years anyway, right? Yep. So I've, I've got a proposal in with an organization I won't name. Um, and the proposal is 20K, which includes access to our portal, access to our guide and some virtual workshops. Um, and then there's a second part to it, which would be, is about my time. Now that might be physical or it might not, but, and that's about the equivalent. So I think what we might see is, is when you've digitized the assets, you can be a little bit more um, punchier, I suppose, with your pricing on those because it's, it's build it once, sell it multiple times, and you become the premium product, your mm. time or your expertise or your consultancy. Um, so it's, it, it's a, certainly a way of, of positioning you even higher as a, as a KPI. Um, instead of you being the product, does that make sense? So previously I was the product in a lot of ways. Someone bought a workshop, um, and I would go and deliver that. Now the workshop has been digitized. They can, you know, they, they can buy that. Um, and if they want me, then that's a premium because we'll, we'll see face to face potentially as a premium product Yeah. because we haven't been able to do that. Um, yeah, so it yeah. kind of works really nicely for anyone who's trying to get away from selling their time for money. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's giving you this opportunity to, do, you know, to, to get your head down, create some digital assets, um, which, which your company can rely on in the future, right? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, we've got some, some good questions actually here, uh, Liana. Um, cool. First one from Sabrina. What difficulties did you face in taking your business online? Uh, were your clients on board immediately or did you um, need to prove to them the benefits? That's an, an, an interesting one there. Um, I know we spoke a little bit about um, how they've reacted to it initially. But you know, you know, my question to you, which was, um, did you feel that the outcome was was better for them now? I guess, how did you articulate that to them? Because people have mm. this barrier up, online must be cheaper. Do you know what I mean? Yes, that's a great question. Here's how I get around that. What you're paying for in the one hour, let's say it's an hour, 
So an hour's uh, virtual workshop for us is about 1200. Um, and it would be 1200 if I was going in person in the old model, I'll probably adjust that. So in the future, I will come to answer the question in the future, the, the virtual will be 1200 and me will be 2k potentially something like that. It gives me an opportunity to reposition myself or my team as a physical, you know, as a premium. Uh, the way I answered, I got around the, why is it the same price? You're not coming in to see us. You're not traveling, blah, 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 is what they're paying for is the eight years of knowledge, experience, trial and error, et cetera, et cetera. That's got, you know, that, that's, that's, um, become my expertise, not the hour of time, not the journey, the travel time. They're not paying for three hours of my time or one hour of my time. They're paying for the expertise and the knowledge to deliver the value in the session. Yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant. I think, um, I think it's such a good way of articulating it, isn't it? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's been done many times before. It's the old 99,999 to know which screw to turn and a pound to turn it. You know, that, that whole, why is it so yeah, expensive? And, 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 and the cost of making all the mistakes and investing yeah. all that time, energy, effort, and money into the education and, yeah. you know, the, the years of hard work that go into it. Yeah. Um, good, so great so was it Selena? Sorry. Was it Selena's question? Uh, Sabrina. Sabrina, um, to answer that, it wasn't that tricky because we're all in, everyone is in the, we need to make this work virtually boat. Mm. No one is saying, oh, come on, how much to come down to my office in Parley Street and, you know, we'll sneak you in. No one's asking those questions. Everyone's accepting that this has got to be virtual. Um, so that's how to get around the cost issue. Um, and the other thing I would say when you're going online, we're jumping around a bit, but I hope that's all right. If not, bring me back into yeah. line is you've got to get super deliver. In my opinion, delivering a, um, a virtual workshop or a webinar is a different art form to speaking face to face. Mm. I'm an accomplished face to face speaker. Um, and, and I, and it was totally different. You've got to get comfortable with the webinar scenario really quickly. Do it now, get some friends on a webinar over the weekend and practice putting them into breakout rooms. Um, practice talking to that. I'm talking to you because it's just weird talking to that and you being there because of the interview format. But yeah. when I'm doing a webinar, that it, that's my, my captive audience. That's the only mm. thing that I'm speaking to get comfortable talking to a dot. Um, what else get comfortable managing a chat and a Q and a and your yeah. content at the same time. It's a real art form, I think, of, of like, well, that plate's spinning, that plate's spinning, that mm. one, you know, that one's wobbling. And, and, you know. and I mean, if you want to make mistakes, now's the time to do it, not in six months' time, when everyone mm. else has got good at it, right? Now, exactly. Do, do it now when people now. are a bit forgiving. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone's, everyone's in the same boat. It doesn't matter if you, yeah. if, if you, you know, you create a webinar, forget how it works halfway through because people will probably remind you in the comments, but in half a year's time, they'll be less forgiving. Yeah, <laughs> you should know exactly. Yeah. And my, my first one, I didn't have the camera on. Second one, the camera was on and I was using Q and A and yeah. hand raising. Uh, now I know that chat is where everyone can talk and, you know, a bit like turning around and going, yes, that's what I was telling you about to your neighbor. If it was a face to face. <laughs> chats where someone can go xyz that's what i was talking about and they can all chat q a is where people ask me questions this is using zoom q a mm. is where the questions come in and only i can see them yeah so it's a one-on-one -on -one, not one to many um, and then the hand raising is pretty good for just getting a general consensus and but just play around with all of that stuff and you're right now's the time that we can be a bit like whoops bit new you know like you i'm not i haven't spent years in zoom so don't worry about that and you can just move on and gloss over it yeah, exactly. And, and I think people quite like that, you know, getting a bit of personality across, especially if you're online where it's maybe a little bit harder to get personality across, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's easy to build rapport in person, but 
you know, having sometimes having that authenticity of making a simple mistake and having a laugh about it on a Zoom call breaks the ice a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. We've got a, um, a question, a good question here from Stuart. He's a personal trainer. Hi guys. I'm a personal trainer due to the pandemic. I've had to pivot online. Should I create something that caters towards this pandemic or should I plan something different? I would definitely create something different. Um, so the challenges people have at the moment is time. I wouldn't assume just because they're working from home, they've got more time. I've had people say to me, I see less of my family than I did before because work has bled into home so much. Uh, the challenges, well, I would ask some of your clients, but they're probably time, uh, access to equipment, managing um, the stress levels in a broad sense. So they may not be moving much, so they've got energy in that sense, but it may be depleted with their financial pressures, worrying about work, worrying about the future, having to homeschool kids. Um, I would think for, for most people at home, short little pockets of exercise, structured exercise sessions, so 15, 20, 30 minutes, and then some videos helping them uh, use their day as a way to keep active. So I think fitness is great when it's movement blended with structured exercise. So what I mean by that is give some videos showing them how they can stay active during the day, how to set their desk up so it's not super comfortable. So they need to get mm. up and move stuff around um, using the stairs just to generate some blood flow every hour, how to hack a standing desk with your ironing board or a pile of magazines and put your laptop on top of that. So um, it's Stuart, wasn't it? That that sort yeah. of content. But but don't guess. Ask them. That's just my my opinion on what would be helpful for them. Um, but their, their priorities will be massively shifted. And I wouldn't worry too much about equipment. I'd get a tripod, an iPhone, and a lapel mic. Um, and But sometimes the rough and ready content works really well as well. It depends if you're trying to sort of really show them how to do a squat from three different angles or whether yeah. you're just shooting a video saying, right, th this is how you get more movement into the day. This is how you hack a sitting desk into a standing desk. Completely. Yeah, it's really, really, really interesting. I, th I, th I think there's probably two ways of looking at it. Um, you know, you've got, you've got, the potential for this to continue for a long time. Either way, it's sensible to create an online business, a business which has yeah. a large portion of its revenue coming from an online digital asset, whether that's a course or whether that's your own time, ideally from an asset, not your own time. Um, but also, you know, creating content for now, like you said, you know, COVID home training hacks, you know, things that, things yeah. that are relevant for people now. Um, so thinking about the future long-term, but thinking about now. Um, and yeah. one of the questions we, we you know, I, I typically face from, and people who go online and, you know, especially personal trainers, right? Where um, they could go online and um, try and offer a, a workout class or a, or, a, or a training class. And why why would someone pay for that when they can go on YouTube and they can get all this for free? And I think from from what I've seen work with, with you know, our students around the world is there are three things that, that, make, that make an online training program or an online course really powerful especially if you're the one delivering it. And that's familiarity. They know, like, and trust you, which is a huge, huge thing. Mm. You know, if you're, if, you're yeah. the, if you're the instructor at the front, someone they know, like, and trust already, uh, which is why it makes sense to dive into your own community, um, then, you know, people are normally willing to pay for that. Um, and then I think accountability as well, keeping people on track. Mm. Uh, and then also, also community, you know, creating that tribe, creating that sense of community and, and really trying to solidify your culture. Um, yep. And you know, Facebook groups like we're doing here with Efton X Academy is, is, a, is a brilliant way to do that. Yeah. But also bring in a bit like you're doing, bring in other experts. Um, if you're a personal trainer, do you have a nutritionist? Do you have someone who's an expert in foam rolling that can do a bit of a foam rolling thing? So also bring in other people to enhance 
what you're offering. Um, but I wouldn't be afraid about going online as a personal trainer. We've had, we still have some personal training clients from way back that one of our, um, one of, we have a personal trainer that looks after them. And some of them have said that they actually prefer online because they can do instead of one hour and they have to go to a park and there's lots of things. I've got one client in mind, lots of things that get in the way between her making it a half five and not. Um, and they, that's work. That's she's forgotten her kit. She hasn't drunk enough water. These are all things she's actually said, and I'm not mocking. They're all little barriers that mean that half five session can sometimes be volatile. But the half hour online session in the morning, she just gets up, has a glass of water, puts her kit on, does it. It's 30 minutes. Mm. Anyone can get through 30 minutes. Sometimes an hour when you've, you know, I've had exercises for an hour, and I'm like, oh, I'm not sure I'm up for this. Half an hour, <laughs> you just think I can do half an hour. Um, so yeah. they want to carry on in that vein. And that's fantastic because that's an hour or half an hour. You're not traveling. Um, mm. And you can conserve your energies, but still deliver that valuable session to the client. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we've got some other awesome questions today. It's a, a lot of engagement going on. Loads of questions yeah, on the right-hand side. You can, you can probably see. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. I wasn't Let clicking me, uh, on live comments. Loads of awesome questions. Oh, um, that's living okay. things up for me. Yeah, I wasn't seeing any of that before. <laughs> Technology. Um, yeah. if, if you are a freelancer, how would you adapt if you couldn't leave the house? Ah, how would I adapt? I well, that's the beauty of the way we've got things set up. It wouldn't make a huge amount. I'm not leaving the house much, firstly. <laughs> You're not leaving um, the house. <laughs> um, it wouldn't you make a huge amount of difference. <laughs> yeah. You know, we've got the portal that's, that's, that's there. I can add content to that at any time. If I want a professional looking video, I'll do what I've just done, which is walk seven mm. minutes up the road to my office, get the blind down, the soft boxes out and shoot a video and add that to the portal. Um, our team is global anyway. Um, the guide is already written and we just bespoke that. Um, and the virtual workshops are still delivered live, although we record them. Um, and I am producing new material. So all of that can be done without having to leave the house, basically. Yeah, completely agree. There's, there's always something you can do, which leads on quite well to this question uh, from Timothy Fair Matthews. Do you think every industry can pivot online? And if not, what are the options? So, you know, events, tourism, hospitality, airlines. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I, this, I'm not an expert on this, but I can just give you my two cents worth. I mean, for example, there's um, down at my office, there's a cafe that's run by Volcano Coffee Works, who also produce coffee. Um, they are still selling their coffee online and doing uh, delivery. Um, but because the cafes had to close, they thought, well, what, what are people spending money on at the moment? Veg boxes. So they've moved, they've pivoted into veg box delivery. <laughs> Um, all in the really? space of I think a week um, and they've got wow. the client base that drink coffee the clients also they've got the distribution they, they've got the they've got the market and they've got the brand well, yeah change, change one aspect right which is exactly, which is the, yeah. the item, so. yeah so really, that really triangle of um yeah exactly that so they, that's what they've done um so it's I suppose it's about thinking what can you do what do people want what are they spending money on what's logistically possible um mm. I've seen cafes doing delivery service. There's a pub up the road that does a delivery service for a roast dinner. Yeah. Actually, I might try Sunday. Um, as long as I don't spill the gravy, I don't want to turn it up That's all it. over the place. I don't know how they do it, but I mean, it can't mm. be that complicated. I suppose you just have a decent lid on a plate. Um, you probably have to go and collect it. Um, who else have I seen doing interesting things? Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's probably, it's probably it. It's, I'm not really an expert on so that. Even so there's, there's, a, there's a few different people I'm working with right now to help them pivot online. Um, one, one lady is a chef at a, um, she runs a, a, Thai, a Thai restaurant. And um, this is quite a fun story. So she's, um, you know, 
no one wants to buy or, or you know, a lot, a lot of people are, are not buying food from her, from her shop as they used to, um, for some reason, whatever that is. So what, what, we've, what we've helped her do is, is pivot into this um, experience, right? So people are bored at home. Now she's got this cooking club. So every Friday they get their food delivered and then on live, she takes them through a cookery class where they learn to cook that food and it's a monthly subscription. Yeah, brilliant. I've, I've seen stuff like that. When you're talking about, you know, physical businesses, I've seen stuff like that, which is just super, super cool. And I think on yeah. top of that, you know, you've got, you've got, you've got the ability now to, to really build community and to really start yeah. de developing content and ideas and methodologies and, you know, building assets. I mean, one of the things we spoke about yesterday um, with Richard Woods was uh, we talked about tourism, actually. And we spoke about how, you know, now's a great time to dive into, you know, to play with people's imagination. You know, when this is all over, here are the top 10 places you need to visit. Here's mm -hmm. the, you know, even within your own country, you know, what are the, what are the top 12 things to do in Dubai, um, you know, when, when you're able to. You know, and mm -hmm. if you can really start to build community around it, start to develop these, these blogs, these articles, these videos, you know, you can start to be, you can start to be um, well known for that. So when you do go back to your physical or hybrid business, you know, I think you're in a, in a really good position, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with all of that. And um, it, it's, um, it's all about how you present it as well. So Daniel Priestley of the Dent program, you know, they've now, by the sounds of it, they've put everything online. So he's now saying, you know, why would you come to town for a whole day? You know, that takes a lot of time. People are traveling and they have to get up early and they're getting home late. And anyway, people prefer to consume content in um, two to three hour blocks. Now, I've no idea where he's got that from, whether there's any science behind people preferring to consume content or learn, sorry, in two to three hour blocks. But it suits his narrative. It sounds plausible. It's not unreasonable. It's not misleading. It's not deceptive. So you you position, don't you? You know, mm. we, we've moved online. We've realized that people prefer to consume content in smaller bites. So we're doing 15, 30 minute sessions now. You can access them whenever you want. They're there on the portal or whatever it might be. You know, we can, it's a great opportunity to reset and people, you know, they're going to have to consume content or learn or um, follow your programs in different ways. So you've got this opportunity to kind of, steer things in, in your, in the direction you want. Does, does that make yeah. sense? You know, you can. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, it's, it's, it strikes me that you, you've obviously managed to, you've managed this whole pivot really, really well. You sort of taken it in your stride. I'm sure there were some really um, difficult moments as well. Um, no doubt, you know, dealing with this, you know, it's, it's obviously a massive thing. Well, um, I'll, I'll stop you there. Cause actually to be totally honest with you, the pivot we found pretty easy, pretty exciting and reinvigorating okay. because we were having quite a tough year right. up until COVID-19. Okay. Um, and, and actually, as, as in a lot of senses, this whole, whole situation came as, as quite good timing for us because suddenly everyone was, was in a position of struggle. Um, without any sort of schadenfreude whatsoever, i.e. we weren't taking any pleasure in that, certainly not in the, in the pandemic. But it did suddenly, we were on the same boat as everyone else. Everyone was like, oh, what we're going to do, we're struggling. What we're doing isn't working as well as we want it to. And it injected us with a whole ton of like excitement about, right, let, let's sit, well, see what we've got. Let's switch. Uh, we put our focus on on these areas. So I feel quite reinvigorated as a result right. of it. Um, and some of that I is a mindset ignited, thing. ignited that, that entrepreneurial passion to, to yeah. solve a problem, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and we and, and we've also had a bit of government support because we've got premises and that's not been unwelcome mm. so we've we've tried to use it um in a positive way you know this is a great opportunity to reset and that's always quite exciting let's go back through the values back through the mission back through the purpose what assets mm. do we have what's our product ecosystem um are we sure we know what people want have we asked yeah. the questions and talked to as many people as possible so it isn't that things were going amazingly well and then the, the bottom dropped out of it for us right. actually it was more that like, we were struggling and then this opportunity to pivot mm. yeah right okay cool we hear that a lot you know i think um i think a lot of um you know entrepreneurs are going are going through this um and and it does become quite exciting purely because you know we're we're almost addicted to that to that problem solving you know and uh and we see this more as a challenge than as then as, then, as, then as being a victim in all of this, you know, it's almost like stepping up to the challenge. And, and so, yeah. you know, I, I think that is quite exciting, believe it or not, for yeah. <laughs> quite a lot of people out there, obviously ignoring the, the massive, well, not ignoring, but taking into account the, the massive kind of um, medical issue, which is going on. Mm. Um, mm. You spoke about support from the government, obviously in the UK, that's awesome. And, um, you know, UK businesses are getting um, some really good support. I, I know we are in the UK, which has really, really helped. Um, especially with, um, with with the help with employed staff, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, in terms of sort of um, mentors or business community, that sort of stuff, is there any other support you're getting in that department or anything that's helped you? Um, the KPI group, so the Key Person of Influence Programme, which is DENT, which I've mentioned a few times, run by Daniel Priestley. Who that community is incredible. Um, if I've got any question, in fact, I could probably have a house built because there's someone in there that builds homes, someone in there can do the... the um, convincing someone else in there can do you know this you could you could literally have a house built metaphorically and literally um that's been a great source so for example I, I wondered about how to charge out charge myself out on a retainer um it couldn't be my normal day rate because that would be that wouldn't be feasible so I, I put a post in the the forum someone came back to me we had a chat this afternoon so that's been a great community um so Daniel Priestley's live. So I know the KPI group is private, but his oversubscribed group on Facebook, which I'm sure you've talked about before, Seb, that's publicly available for anyone. I would recommend any entrepreneur gets in that group. Um, there's some really great videos that Dan's putting out, which I found really quite motivating. Some hit the mark, some don't, but the content isn't aimed at me. It's at everyone. So you just take what you need and, and leave the rest. Um, other mentors. So one of my clients I have a bit of a time swap with. I do some coaching for him. He can see he's a finance director and he gives me some advice. That's been pretty. Um, I read a lot as well. So I wouldn't call these people mentors, but I read um, quite a bit on not just on work stuff, but also from other people who are just quite wise in terms of, of I suppose, life stuff, you know, yeah. um, values based, purpose based living. Um, so yeah, the KPI group would, is, is the main source of, uh, of support. Amazing. What's, what's the, the biggest sort of insight you've, you've gained from the, the, the KPI group then um, during this and how, it's, hmm. and how it's kind of helped you with this transition online? Um, I don't know if this is the biggest one, but it's the first one to come to mind when Dan Priestley said words not to use, help, online, learning, and what was the other one? Webinar. Um, he said people don't value webinars, so we changed our language. We call it, we just call them workshops. It's obvious that they're, they're virtual now. <laughs> um, you know, no one's like, oh, is that face to face or is it virtual? It's virtual. We know that. Um, so it's still a workshop, and that's the other thing as well. Language. You know, if you start to um, to 
use different language, might think of it differently. You know, you're still delivering whatever you call your your sessions. They just happen to be through the medium of online. Uh, we still run workshops, high value workshops. They just happen to be virtual now through Zoom. Um, avoiding the words like learning. If people don't want to learn, they want their problems solved for them. They don't want to go through the whole learning process. Um, online, he, th he thought cheapened it slightly and it's, it's mm. redundant anyway, because we all know what we're talking about. So that was quite interesting. Um, revisiting the values piece I thought was interesting. Um, oh, what else? There were a couple other things I can't think of the top of my head now. Um, yeah, other things will come to me, but there's been quite a lot of nuggets in that oversubscribed group. Um, yeah, definitely. That Dan comes out. It's with. It, you know it's it's amazing. The I mean, again, this is what we're trying to create here with After Next Academy. Having having you know lots of uh, you know inspiring business owners in one place who are all yeah. trying to save you know solve the same sort of problem. And um, within this group, we've actually got an application form. Um, and we've had about 800 people apply for it. There's only about 140 in the group. Um, and everyone in this group has to be, um, wow. you know, a, a business owner who's, who's of a certain caliber, who's trying to um, grow their business during this pandemic and, um, and looking to go online. So everyone's, everyone's very much on the yeah. same wavelength, um, which means that all the advice we yeah. give is, is geared towards that. And all the advice other people are giving each other is geared towards that, which I think is incredibly empowering and powerful, right? Definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'll come back to the question. So the blended solution was the other thing I was thinking about with Dan, but yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a great power in having a, a room full of people with a shared kind of purpose or shared experience. And, you know, when I said that when the pandemic struck and other businesses was, was in a similar position to us, which is like, Oh, right. What do we do? We're kind of out of ideas. We want to change things that felt powerful. So just to be clear on that, I wasn't like, yes, people are in trouble. Woo. Um, mm. It, it's just that it was a, a sense of collection, a sense of community, a sense of connectedness mm. between all of us. So that if you could harness that in terms of going online, um, if you can still maintain that connection between your community or even creating connected, because that's one of the big issues at the moment. People feel disconnected yeah. from their normal lives, from nature. Um, potentially from each other as well. So if you can help create that sense of connection, that's what I think drives us as human beings. Um, and to come back to, to what else I've got from the group, what I've been motivating, it's the idea of a blended solution. That was a great bit of advice from Dan. What he means is um, don't just offer a face-to-face -face solution or a written guide or an online solution, but blend it. So um, what I'll do when, when we can get out a bit more is the guide is there. It's, it's scalable. Anyone can, can access that. It's a written document. Our portal is out there. That's scalable. Anyone with a at abc.com email address, whatever company I'm selling to can get access to that content. And then there'll be me, a high value resource that can come in and do work within a business as well. So it's a kind of blended solution face to face online. Uh, there's a, tangible guide that can be printed off or or um or it's online not online but you know it's a pdf kind of thing yeah um there's a blend of solutions so if you right. want to listen to your content great if you want to watch it great if you want to read it great it's all there yeah. for you and then there's me coming in every now and again and repositioning Amazing. I love that. It's, it's, yeah, again, you know, using this time to create assets, which when you do come back, those assets are embedded into your, into your offerings, which just multiplies the value, yeah. right? I yeah. That's brilliant. I mean, it's going to change, this whole thing will change the way that we work. We'll be much, we as mm. customers and consumers will be really comfortable with online. Some of us might have a preference to getting back to face, face to face when it happens. 
But like I say, I think you can position yourself as that as face to face will be a premium. Literally, yeah. it'll be a premium um, and you can price accordingly. And for those that don't want to pay that, that's great because you've got the digital assets, which are now generating income, having, you know, having been paid for effectively. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think we've got time for uh, someone here says, love that, Liana. Um, harnessing connectivity during this time. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Um, let's have a quick look. We've got one more question, guys. Let's see. One more question. Lots of awesome questions to, uh, to choose from. Uh, this is a good one here, I think. Um, where is it? Yes. How feasible is it to pivot your business online yourself? Would you recommend using the help of experts instead in certain areas? Yeah, I would. Um, <laughs> all I do is I record content. It depends on your skill set, but you've got to think about opportunity cost. And uh, there's a question I'd like to answer if we've got time, which links to this point. You've also got to think about managing your energy levels. We can only do so much. If you're creating, recording, editing, uploading, you know, you've got, you've got to preserve your energy if you're doing all of that yourself. Um, mm. We have a graphic designer down in Brighton who does amazing work. It's actually, he's out in Spain at the moment, so he's totally locked down. Um, we've got a digital marketing consultant who's based in Brighton. Um, she, she sets up our Facebook ads and does some guidance around that. Our podcast guy is out in the Philippines. Um, so everyone, I mean, all I do really is lay down content, shoot a video um, or write copy mm -hmm. and obviously quite a lot of delivery, but in terms of asset creation, and then it goes to someone else so it can be made to look great. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the question that caught my eye actually is how often do you, sorry, go on. No, I got, go for it, go for it. Um, just talking about energy and managing energy. Um, how often do you suggest running online sessions? One a day? What's too little or too much? It's a question that caught my eye. Mm. Um, if, you don't, if you're not used to running online sessions, I, I find them quite draining. Well, not draining, but energy intensive. And mm. like I said, I've done a lot of speaking, um, represented by a speaker's agency. It's a different kind of energy um, because you're, you're not getting a lot of feedback. You're not getting a lot of interaction unless you actively seek it with getting people to hand raise and interact in the chat and Q&A box. And then it's not. You can have the cameras on, but I had 100 people on at the Brit Britvic session last week. Yeah. 100 little cameras. I, they may as well be off. I can't yeah. see it. It's tiny yeah. little. Um, and actually, it's just another thing that you're keeping an eye on as well. And a lot of people will turn their cameras off. So... I would um, see how you go, but I wouldn't schedule more than one in a day unless you're mm. quite experienced at it. Because they could be you need to prepare yourself for the webinar in the same way you would if you were going on stage, decompress a little bit afterwards. So I wouldn't do more than one a day unless you're quite mm. experienced uh, with the webinar technology as well as speaking and running a group. And if you can get someone to co-facilitate, which is my next step as well, manage your energy well is is the up the upshot of that. Amazing, yeah, brilliant advice. Manage your energy well. Love that. Um, let's have a look here. One more, one more statement here. That is amazing. And you're adapting, but still staying in the same industry uh, from Rich Harrison. Oh, awesome thank you. Uh, it, it's all possible in most, in, well, yeah. not in every industry, but in mine, it, it was very feasible. Definitely. Um, Liana, that was absolutely amazing. Um, what final <laughs> words of advice or positivity or optimism would you give to any business owner um, who's watching this right now um, has been pretty inspired by what you've done um, and um, would love to hear some some positive words. Um, 
I think it's, it's a great opportunity to, to reset, redefine how you want to do business. Um, um, the only thing I, or the caveat I would put is, is just to manage Managing your energy is probably the message I'd leave. Um, it's a great opportunity to do something different uh, that, that will stand you in really good stead afterwards. Don't have any fear about the technology. It's just practice. Um, you know, I was a little apprehensive about webinars as well, far more so than I would have been if I was going out and getting on a stage. Um, so get familiar with the technology, practice and all that kind of stuff. Um, but consider that, that recovery, how you recover as a business owner is as important as all the effort you're putting in. So um, just make sure you've got enough recovery planned into your day that you're managing your energy. Energy comes from one place. It comes from a, it doesn't come from a jar, but imagine it comes out of a jar. We've already got quite a bit of energy depleted because of um, emotional worry, maybe some financial pressure, uncertainty, fear, if that's relevant. So it's depleted some of that energy. Make sure you use what's remaining wisely and make sure you're thinking about replenishing the energy you're expending with the kind of the emotional load. Um, and I mean that in a really positive sense. You've got to look after, as business owners, look after yourself, look after your energy. Um, and go for it. We've got a wonderful opportunity to, to do something a little different, redefine the way you do business. And for most people, it can be done. There were some yeah. tough industries like hospitality, sure. But even then, um, you know, some companies are finding ways to, to work around it. And yeah, I wish right. everyone all the best as well. Amazing. Really, really appreciate that. Some amazing insights and feedback. Guys, if you're, if you're watching this um, and you've gathered some great insights, give us a like on the video or even a heart if you've really loved it. <laughs> um, Liana, how can everyone get um, in touch with you? I know you've got an amazing podcast, which I was privileged to be a part of as well. Yeah, you were. Um, yep. So <laughs> Remove the Guesswork is the podcast, health, fitness and wellbeing for busy professionals. You've never been busier. Um, that's on iTunes. It's on our website, which is bodyshotperformance.com. Um, the best way actually to contact me, where Body Shop Performance on Facebook um, is on LinkedIn. I'm Leanne Spencer 1975. Um, a collective gasp there that I am so much older than I look. Um, Leanne Spencer 1975 on LinkedIn. Connect with me there. We put most of, if not all of our content out through LinkedIn. Um, and then I can have a look at what other people are doing as well. That would be cool. Amazing. Leanne, thank you so much for coming on. Really, really appreciate it. Yep. A pleasure. Thanks for having me. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to be the first to get access to our live interviews, then head over to f10x.com to apply to be a part of our online community.